Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And now, are you effing kidding me with JoJo from Juries? I'm a mom. I live in the suburbs. It's who I am. It's my life. But I'm also, as you may have noticed, a pretty public, pretty vocal advocate for democracy, for women's reproductive rights, for fairness, equity, and equality for all Americans. Those things are also extremely important to me. For my kids, for your kids, for everyone. And the truth is that I get a ton of criticism for being exactly that, vocal. I speak my mind, I share my thoughts, I speak openly and freely and honestly. And it pisses a lot of people off. In my mind, it pisses off those kinds of people because they see themselves in what I say and they don't like it. So they attack me personally, all the time. I get called names, stories are made up about me being addicted to meth, etc., etc. It's honestly not even worth amplifying the crazy. But here's what it's not gonna do. It's not gonna stop me. It's not going to silence me. Rachel Vinman has known this kind of attack on a level exponentially more extreme than what I've ever known. Her husband stood up and spoke out about Donald Trump's attempted extortion of Ukraine's new president, Vladimir Zelensky. And for that, he was attacked ruthlessly by the Republican Party. He was fired from his job. His family faced daily death threats. They still get threatened. And what did Rachel do in response to all of that? She stayed strong. She stood up. She used her voice, her truth, and she continued to advocate for democracy. She does it every day because that is who she is. In this conversation, Rachel and I talk a lot about all of this. We talk about the upsides and the downsides to having sort of these public platforms. And we talk about being women in this world, in this environment, in this culture of social media and 24-7 access. We talk about being moms. She is an amazing and inspiring woman, and I am very, very, very lucky to call her my friend. I hope you enjoy. My guest today is my lovely friend, Rachel Vinman, someone, and this is true, I have to pinch myself a lot because I kind of can't believe that you're my friend now, like in real life. Well, it's true, and I get all fangirly whenever I talk to you because when I first became aware of of you was was on Twitter, and I was obviously very aware of your husband, Alex Finman, because um, 
of his testimony in Trump's first impeachment. And I mm-hmm. and I was really struck by his bravery and for and by his love for America and by his sort of just fierce um, independence. And again, his love for America and his adherence to what is right. And then not only was he amazing, but then I see he's got this amazing wife who started popping up on my Twitter feed. And I was like, damn, she's amazing. She's tough and she doesn't pull any punches and she's honest and she's not afraid. And so I was a fan of yours from the very early days. And then, you know, our relationship on Twitter evolved into real life friendship. And you've actually shown up for me in ways that I I can't go into necessarily, but um, that have changed my life for the better. And knowing you have, I have you as an ally in my life has been a blessing. So I am so glad that you are here to have this conversation with me. And I'm also, again, just eternally grateful that I can call you a friend. So welcome. Uh, well, the feeling is mutual. I mean, you're pretty badass and out there also. And I, I think I just admire that in you. And I also love... And I think we'll get into this in a minute. I love that you're willing to be open and share your struggles because so many people aren't, whether it's in social media or frankly, in real life, a lot of people aren't willing to share the hardship and they want to keep it inside. But I think what, if there's anything that this moment, whether it be the pandemic that started it um, or, you know, whatever, this mental health crisis that we're all like truly dealing with now um, that we have to be open and honest when we struggle and, but we're going to get to the bad side of that because I think it also leads to, uh, it, it leads us very vulnerable, uh, leaves us very vulnerable. So it does. And that's definitely going to be part of this conversation because it is a choice. You and I have, you know, large, larger sort of public platforms. Um, and it is a choice to to put ourselves out there, mm-hmm. to make ourselves, to leave ourselves vulnerable. Um, there are pros and cons to that, as we will definitely, <laughs> definitely <Yeah>. explore. <laughs> um, but you also have sort of this added layer of being, you know, public for what Alex, you know, did mm-hmm. and, and who Alex is. And so that's a whole nother layer we'll also get into. But I wanted to start with with you and your personality and your tenacity and your fearlessness. And I wanted to see if that's something, cause that's, that's, that's who I know. Is that something mm-hmm. that's always been true of you? And, and would you, or would you say there's been a journey to getting there? Yeah, that's pretty much always been who I am. Um, I'm on vacation right now with my youngest brother and his family where in Colorado. And I think if he were to walk in here, he would say, yep, that's who she's always been. I'm eight years older than him, but I am the oldest of, I have two younger brothers and um, I still boss them around. Like last night he was grilling something and I didn't think he was doing it right. And I was very happy to tell him. And um, so, yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's this thing, I think, you know, I was just discussing this with a friend yesterday of like, we often will call girls bossy and, but if a boy had the same characteristics, he would be a leader. Um, so now do I take liberties with my brother? Like I did last night? Of course I do. But the bottom line is I'm not afraid to speak my mind and, you know, say what's on my mind, um, and advocate for myself. But that has probably been a journey. I mean, just to get to that point, because I think, we start as one way with young girls and then we go through a phase and my daughter's 12. So I can very much see that happening for her right now. Um, you know, where we kind of 
maybe take a step back and don't speak out so much. And then we sort of have to relearn it if we've forgotten it. And I grew up in Oklahoma, which is pretty conservative. I'm basically the same age as you. I just turned, I mean, I didn't just, I'm 49. So about halfway to 50 at a 49th year. And um, I think it's, it's certainly, it's been a journey, but um, mostly I think the seeds were already there, but uh, you know, being, being like snarky online and stuff. I mean, that's the sarcasm. That's totally my personality and always has been. Yeah. And that's one of my favorite things about you. It's like, it, and it's so, it's like almost sneaky and sly. Cause you're like, Oh, she's, you know, she's obviously articulate and intelligent. And then all of a sudden you're like, bam. <laughs> like, oh, and she's like, you know, she's got a little but, edge. You know, I mean, sometimes you just have to say it, you yeah. know, like sometimes some things just need to be said and we we've got to stop like, you know, walking around it or thinking or expecting that some people are going to do the right thing because they're not. And we just have to call it out. Um, I think that's really important. Yeah, that was one of the questions I was going to get to later related to that, because there's this, there is this idea, you and I have heard it, I know we've heard it, where women aren't supposed to punch down, right? We're supposed mm -hmm. to, uh, when they go low, right, we go high, but we're supposed to take the high road, we're not supposed to get in the mud, et cetera, et cetera. But sometimes with this culture that we inhabit now, sometimes you just do, you just have to get, yeah. right, you just, you just have to go right back at them with the same level. You know, Joe, like, I'm just going to say it. Casey DeSantis's eyebrows look like shit, okay? Like, it's a cautionary tale in microblading. I have friends who have done microblading. Their eyebrows look fine. Hers don't. Like, I know that it's not the dumb thing to talk about women's looks, but they're always <laughs> talking about her looks. She's so beautiful. She's yeah. so poised. Republican women are so elegant, and they're so feminine and all this. And I'm like, her eyebrows are what you would take and be like, I want to get microbladed eyebrows, but I don't want them to look like this. And, and I mean, my point here, I'm, I'm being a little silly, but my oh, point here great. is like, why does one side get to decide everything we talk about? And then we're like, oh my God, I'm not like, no, 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 no. We absolutely cannot talk about someone's looks. We can't do this, but they're doing it. And frankly, they're weaponizing it because they're saying, if you don't want to wear a dress and you don't want to wear like knee length or sorry, elbow length, gloves and yeah. you're not feminine enough you're not this like feminine ideal and like I have a pretty traditional marriage I, I mean yeah it's not something I'm proud of but it is it is just I mean it's kind of whatever it's the way <laughs> our marriage has 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 sort of evolved yeah. but um you know and and there are always seasons and stuff so now he's home more and he participates more but I am not like I'm not this person who's like you have to do half the laundry and you have to cook half the time and all this that's, that's not me that's not what I have yeah, But um, I also wouldn't want someone saying, you need to look like this, you need to dress like this, you need to do this. And, and I just, I think we can talk about this and we can joke about it without like censoring ourselves so much just to be silly. Yeah. And I think it's also just not genuine necessarily most of the time. Mm -hmm. Like, are you really going to censor yourself and your thoughts because Kirsten Cinema showed up at the State of the Union looking like yeah. I don't even like yellow marshmallow. I don't know, Big Bird's cousin. I mean, like, and I, it was I, all to get attention. The reason yes. she wore that color, yes. the reason she wore that dress, is because she wanted people to see her and she wanted people to talk about her. Right, right. And Casey DeSantis doesn't dress like a dollar store, you know, Disney princess because she doesn't want us to know. No, this. it is it is sartorial choices. Yes. meant to spark discussion. 
and drive media. And if you cannot figure that out and call it out for what it is, I mean, this is the tactic that women use and, you know, right, wrong or indifferent it is, but I should be able to criticize it because they're doing it only for the attention that they want to get from it. Right. And then it also kind of layers back to what you were talking about as you know how little girls grow and evolve into learning when they can use their voices when they can't use their voices there's so much patriarchy built into all of that Giselle Fetterman Mm -hmm. talks about like you said like framing you know the way if a boy pulls your hair we're when we're young we're taught that that means that he likes us when Mm -hmm. it's it's really not and we're also taught that like if a girl is assertive that that means she's bossy or bratty or whatever and the same things, the same messages that existed that have existed for girls growing up about what is acceptable for girls and not boys or women and not men exist today in social media and exist today in terms of, I believe, in in the party framework. Like a Republican like Marjorie Taylor Greene can yeah. get away with anything, really. And for us to say that Marjorie Taylor Greene looks like a cave woman, which I didn't say, I didn't just say that. I did not just say that. But if we did say that <laughs> out loud, we would be like, oh, they would say, oh, well, you know, that's really punching down. You're not supposed to go after their looks, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, I mean, that might be cruel, but but still there is a complete and total double standard, both with gender and with party affiliation. Democrats, uh, I, I think for far too long, have been afraid to get into the muck. And, and that's mm-hmm. the, that's where the fight is right now. I don't think you could- That is where the both. fight is. We, yeah. are, we are so out of all this other stuff that like this high-mindedness, and again, it's the self-censoring, like that's where the danger is when we self-censor and we say we won't go there. And- you know, I think there is this thing that Republicans can and Democrats can't, and, and I get it to some extent, but not all of us are on that level, and I think some of us can say it a little bit. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Let's talk about Marjorie Taylor Greene for just a second and her friend or her frenemy, Bobo. Um, (laughs) Marriage is hard. Divorce happens. I know you're divorced. I I think nothing of it. Like, you know, my friends or whatever, again, I I know from experience, like marriage is hard. It also takes two people and things happen. Um, So I am not criticizing them for that. What I want to criticize them for is like living in this glass house and setting themselves up and, and, and saying that there are some kind of like, again, some ideal and, you know, these 
the the picture of femininity. I mean, and, and all these things, like, why not just say it with Bobo? Like, dude, I got married really young and we grew and we grew in different directions. And I, I would respect her. I mean, maybe, but I would respect like that comment from her, maybe not her as a person, but you know, if you were just willing to be honest and use this as a place of like, you know, it's okay. Like there's forgiveness in this. And, and the same with, with um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, like, why not, why not just be honest about it? Why? Because then you're in this place where you have to like skirt around it and no one is helped by it. Right. And and the other thing that they do, and a lot of men and women in that party do, is they cloak themselves in this Christianity idea, Mm -hmm. right? Where they, you know, they say that that is what drives them and that the Democrats hate God. That is a literal quote Mm -hmm. that Joe Biden hates God, which is hysterical. Mm -hmm. But they cloak themselves in Christianity. And then they're the ones who, like in Marjorie Taylor Greene's case, Uh, committed adultery multiple times and the hypocrisy is absolutely astounding because to your point you know if they were just like not doing that or saying openly hey look this is what happened it sucked you know like my marriage I again I I am divorced and I'm pretty open about it I'm pretty honest about it and and there's the hypocrisy component there but there's also the other side of it which is the authenticity that you bring that I feel like I try very hard to bring because in that authenticity, other people can actually see themselves and not feel judged. Um, Mm -hmm. They can also feel, you know, emboldened to, to lean into their own stories too. And I, and I think that's what we were kind of touching on before Um, Mm -hmm. setting aside that Republicans like Bobo and Marge are, are full of, you know, what um, I think I can say shit. I know it's not really still not (laughs) the rules, but like, but, but on the flip side of that, the power of the authenticity of your stories and you being able to share your stories um, and we'll get to the vulnerability side of that, but the power of the authenticity, let's talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I only know how to be who I am. Like I didn't change anything. And I am, I am currently not on Twitter. There was an incident last week with my husband where someone called him a filthy lying Jew and Twitter said it didn't break the rules. And so I'm, I'm pretty much done with Twitter, like for the foreseeable future, but um, it, so I do have a red line. I will have to yeah. say, but this, you know, what, there's a, this idea of so many people who said to me on Twitter that, oh, like, I'm only, I'm an attention whore like my husband. My husband is an attention whore, neither am I. And you know, here's the thing, Joe, here's the thing, is at the end of the day, I know who Rachel Vindman is. I know who Alex Vindman is. Like, I know who we are in our house. Like, when I went at Skippo and he accuses me of cheating, like, this is who we really are. We are really regular, regular people. And like, you know, we have like the quibbles and quabbles and we, um, you know, it's just like, th- we nerd out. I mean, and, and so <laughs> by knowing this, by, you know, it's like, this all is, it, it helps ca- take out the noise of what people say. And that I can be authentic. And, and, and this is, this is who, who I am and who we are. And I think that is essential if you're going to be on social media. So the people who think that I just do this for attention, you know, I know they're wrong. So I can ignore that. And it's just, it's easy to get a one dimensional picture of someone and, and, and you have like these preconceived ideas. So then people just want to like fill that out and paint it out more. And I think this happens to you all the time. Um, that people want you to be something. And so they find and they cherry pick information that they think 
like confirms that, um, you know, confirmation bias. And we know this is a phenomenon and people do it. Why we do it, this to you, I know happens from the left and the right from our own side. I mean, to me, I think it does to an extent as well. And um, like, for instance, like we're on vacation, you know, kind of taking a breath. And I was just like, we recently moved at the beginning of this year. Um, we moved to South Florida. I know crazy, but um, <laughs> we have really good friends there and we moved and, you know, I told Alex, like for the first time really getting away, I've been able to kind of think about through this and think of, you know, what we've been through. And I said, you know, I like some of the stuff that goes on in DC. Like it's nice to network and meet with people. And I was just back there a couple of weeks ago for a day, but I'll tell you, it's not genuine. It's not me. It's not who I am. I am better at working with like other people and talking to regular women and saying, how can we get more of your friends involved? How can we do this? And you and I both work with red wine and blue. We both like, this is what we do. We try to get women like involved and energized and all this. And like, that just doesn't happen in DC. So, you know, I told Alex, like, I'll never be accepted by that group, but that's okay. And he was like, they won't accept me either because they don't accept him for different reasons. Like he doesn't have, you know, all this experience of like, well, it's complicated, but he was in the army. But, you know, my point is like a lot of us in life will not be accepted. We will still do great things in space and there'll be this group that never accepts because we were never part of this like ecosystem Mm -hmm. and that's very much me. I think that's you to an yeah. extent as well, but we're also, I know both of us are doing really good and powerful things. And so you have to learn to let it go, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt sometimes. That's why I call you like, <laughs> and you know, and we like decompress and I have other friends that I call and I know they know who I am and they'll tell me the truth and they'll say, Hey, you are wrong about this, or you need to let it go and just, you know, stop ragging on CNN. Cause I did it come town hall because i think you're really like going over the edge rachel and you know i mean i need people to tell me that that's true like because sometimes the way you react no all the time the way you react to something can be more about you than it is about the thing that's happening yeah and you need to have people to tell you that but um in in terms of not everyone has the platform we have but i think you have to be very careful on social media and just be true to yourself and be able to walk away when you need to and give yourself that space and call a friend and you know go for a walk or whatever it is that you do but go out and live in the real world uh, touch grass as uh, you know, <laughs> Elon wants to say right. but um it's not bad advice yeah I think it's funny for me too because it was a journey getting to this place where I I'm trying anyway it's still a, a work in progress where I yeah, yeah, yeah. differentiate you know, what people are saying about me that I know is baseless and what actually hurts me or gets in because, and, and, it, and I, and I think to, to what you said about, you know, people in your real life, Alex knows who you are, your family knows who you are, your friends know who you are and the truth of Rachel and, and that, and knowing that, right. Knowing that whatever noise is out there, that whatever people are accusing you of being or doing that at the end of the day, the people in your life, the people who matter, the people who know mm-hmm. you know that that stuff's not true. So it does make it easier to sort of start to tune out some of the noise but for me there's always one or two things that that really get in almost yeah, every yeah, time yeah. and for my trolls who will no fucking doubt love hearing this it is when they say and it's such total bullshit now i'm going down swear swear alley but it obviously <laughs> triggers me when they say that i had my kids taken away from me it mm-hmm. sends me to another fucking planet yeah. because you know and anyone in my life knows that 
They are my existence. And so mm -hmm. it's stupid. Yeah. It's baseless. They can call me a meth head. They can say I have an OnlyFans. They can call me a hooker. I don't give a shit. But mm -hmm. it's when they say that shit about my kids, anything kid related. Yeah. And I snap. No, Everybody, I mean, that. that's my, yeah. that's my, no, people don't say that about me, but that would be the way to get to me would be through my child. A hundred percent. Because, um, First off, it's where I spend the majority of my freaking time and yeah. energy, my mental energy, my physical right. energy, right. taking care of her, organizing things, like making sure she has what she needs. Plus like just thinking about it all the damn time. So to say that, I mean, in your case, I know you're the same and you're like flipping to games and making meals and like whatever. I talked to you the other day and you were making your son like a brazy salad. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, I do not do that. Um, <laughs> but you know, like all this stuff like we we know and and so it becomes because that's where we spend our time we're not online all the time that's yeah. what we're doing it's like to be offended in that place you're like uh no I mean, right. not only do I love this, these humans I created and I love that but also like um you're basically just dismissing and saying that like 90% of my day doesn't exist yeah. and it does so. right and and it's funny because and, and I say things are funny when they're not funny. I don't know why I do that. Maybe it's a joke no, me. Yeah, but it's 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 that vulnerable side too. And that's where that other side of, you know, choosing to put ourselves out there, mm -hmm. our authentic lives, who we are, how we feel, um, photos of ourselves, ourselves on camera, you know, making ourselves, again, vulnerable to every sort of attack, personally, looks, you name it. Um, so, so that's something that I think a lot of other women might hesitate to speak out because of. Yeah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I did an interview, I just read it recently. Um, it came out whenever I did the Lincoln Project, which is like the Lincoln Project vote that's ad before the 2020 election. And I mean, I knew people were going to make fun of like my looks, my weight, everything. And they did. Mm -hmm. And um, again, I, I could, could I lose, you know, 30 pounds? Yes. Am I as bad as people think I am? No, I don't really understand this. I mean, there are a lot of bad pictures on the internet that people like post and like, oh, look at this. And like, there is one that's like really exceptionally bad. I was like, forgot about this thing. And I went to it and I was getting my hair done afterwards. And and I, I do look at it and I'm like, I'm not proud of it. But I mean, there's a lot of pictures like that. So whatever. Um, but then I could like make them. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Right. So whatever. But I said in this, like, I I know people are going to say these things a hundred percent. Like I'm aware. 
And, but do you think I don't know that I need to lose, like that I could lose 30 pounds? I do. Um, thanks. Thanks for pointing <laughs> it out, but it's not really none of your business. Um, so that is like just something I think that comes with age that comes with like, just not caring as much anymore, but the first time it can be a little jarring. Um, but you know, I mean, I just think who does this? Okay. And I know I just made fun of like Casey DeSantis' eyebrows <laughs> and, but again, like it, it's, it's the same and it's different to me. Um, it, I, I think, but again, I can just, I can let that go, which is a surprise to me and is absolutely like a maturation issue and something that it has just happened like later in my life for sure. But. Yeah. I feel the same way about that. Um, uh, it, it was something that I was terrified of in the beginning um, in terms of just putting myself out there because mm -hmm. I mean, I've, really struggled with insecurity in my life. I was, you yeah. know, very obese after I had Abby. I was like 240 pounds and I, I was overweight in high school and I, I've been teased my whole life. I did a whole uh, sub stack about bullies yesterday because, because I'm still being bullied online and, and I know largely in, in many ways, so are you, but um, yeah. So it's like, it's a journey to get to this place where you're like, you know, fuck it. I don't care. I know what yeah. I look like. I know one of my eyes isn't exactly lined up with the other eye. That's the way I was born. You know what I mean? People will find a way to point it out. <laughs> they but, will. They will. Like, yeah. Yeah. But we're putting <laughs> ourselves out there. So that's the choice. And I think you just, yeah, you, you, you have to do that. But I mean, that's, it's also at a moment of like standing up for what's important and, and what matters to me. And and so if that's going to give people ammunition, I mean, people also constantly say that my husband is fat and I, he just walked in the room when I was saying that, like for real. I, but, I can confirm neither one of you is fat. <laughs> uh, I mean, the thing is, it's like, they're only seeing like a portion of him and he has like this Eastern European face that is big, <laughs> but like the rest of him is not. And so like, again, it's just silly. Like you can say it and, and but it doesn't have to make it true. Yeah. And I think a lot of women are nervous to put themselves out there in so many spaces because even like standing up and speaking at a school board meeting, mm -hmm. because they're so intimidated and know that it's going to be so judged by their looks and so much is, is going to be a factor, but like, mm, this is kind of an all hands on deck moment. We've got to yeah. get over ourselves. Okay. Like this is not, we, we don't really have the luxury to do that right now. We need to just get on with it and work on yourself on your own time. And then let's, let's get to it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. That's why I was just thinking in, in the midst of listening to you talk about that, because it's like, yeah, we know what's going to come with this. We know what's going to come with putting ourselves out there, but that's how effing important what we mm -hmm. want to say, what we want to stand up for, what we want to advocate for is that's how important it is that we're willing yeah. to put ourselves out there and, you know, no one likes to be criticized mm -hmm. for their looks. No one likes to be called meth head. I mean, which is funny because I, I think I've smoked pot twice in my life, but we don't <laughs> like that shit. But it's look, I we can we can work through it and sift out mm -hmm. our ways out of it because what we want to say is that important. And the stories, yeah, we talked about this at the beginning. Um, the stories that we want to share so that other women and men and human beings can feel emboldened and empowered to come forward and also share can can really make an impact, I believe, mm -hmm. on society. I truly believe that. I do too, because what we're what we're saying is you have the tools to do this and this moment calls for it. 
So just do it. Like yeah. you can do this. And that's, that's, you know, the, the organization that we work with, Red, Wine, Blue, that, that's what we're all about. It's having those conversations, but you can't have those conversations if you're worried about what people are going to think about you and say about you. And I mean, this is something I hear from a lot of, a lot of women that they're afraid in their communities. But I also hear that when they do it and when they speak out, they find that there are people who are like-minded yeah. who, who share their views, but they've also just been afraid to say something for whatever reason, lots, I mean, we all have our own baggage. So it, you don't know what it is, but when you speak out, I think you will find some people who are like-minded, some people that you can work with. And with that group, you can really start to make a difference in your community. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. I could not agree more. I couldn't have said that better. I mean, there really, there is this, we talk about community so often there is this power in community, but you know what I mean? And it can be, you know, a broader community, like red wine and blue or it could be just you know your friend group or your peer group we're finding mm-hmm. people online like i found people like you who sort of pave a path for you to feel like you can follow and then mm-hmm. once you're in that path it it really does empower you and then others follow in this and then you build this momentum that is yep. very powerful mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i just quickly wanted to touch on because we're both mothers of daughters um you know what we're navigating right now with in this post Dobbs world, we're raising my son too, but particularly as it relates to our daughters having fewer rights than we did when we were their age. Um, I, I can feel very disheartening and can feel very dispiriting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, know that, I know that your daughter is largely your why, like my kids are mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so there's two sides of that too. So there's the side of that, that makes you want to fight. Right. And, but, is there also the side of it that you feel dispirited by? And then how do we navigate that? How do we navigate mm-hmm. feeling like hopeless about that? Well, I remember when um, my father passed away, we lived in Ukraine. I didn't have, my daughter wasn't born yet. And um, I remember that I I had actually just returned from Ukraine and I got a call. I mean, the return from the U S and I got a call that he had passed away and we had to wait until morning. It was night and we had to wait until morning before we could fly out and fly home. And I just remember telling Alex, like, I just want to do something. I wish I could do something because that's me. Like when something goes wrong, I just want to do something. I want to move. I want to make a decision like right then and feel like whether I'm doing anything constructive or not, I feel like I want to do something. But, you know, for a long time, my why I mean, a long time, a long time my advocacy, which is like not a long time, but for a long time, my why was just like, uh, kind of need to save democracy. And yes, it's very personal to me because um, I see what happened to our family and I know what could happen if, you know, say Donald Trump had been elected again, you know, all this stuff. But then when the Dobbs decision came down, you're right, it totally changed. And I had already, I was already working with Red, White and Blue. I was already part of our podcast, The Suburban Women Problem. I already had a pretty big platform and my why changed a lot. So I feel very strongly and um it's still i think nests in this issue of democracy and you know um it's still part of it but it's much more personal to me and i get out of that feeling of hopelessness by doing something and so anytime i start to feel that way to me it's i do something that that i think is meaningful whether it's like reaching out to a local since we moved like the local mom's demand chapter you know, planning fundraisers at our house for local politicians, things like this. And, you know, but you don't have to, 
host, you can host a fundraiser at your house. And I can assure you, I've been to fundraisers in the most humble of houses. No one should like self-select from doing that because if you raise $500, that's meaningful for a local candidate and you should, you should do that. So um, it's, it is just really a, a place where I think do something and that'll get you out of that place of, um, of, of feeling hopeless. And, th- and that's, that's always been my go-to in life of like, let's do something, let's do something now. And, and then I think you can say, okay, I can make a difference and it may only make a difference like right here, but I mean, you're building, building, building. And then eventually, you know, um, there's so much power in that because people, first people see you, not only are you making a difference in that one thing, whatever it is you choose to do, but then people can see you and be inspired by you. And that's really what it's all about. So that's why I put myself out there. That's why I do podcasts with my hair up and my pajama pants on and no makeup. <laughs> and I just, and you know what, and again, it's like, fuck it. I don't yeah. care. I mean, yeah. judge me if you want, but I'm going to make a difference and I don't have to do hair and makeup for three hours in order to have this confidence. And I also don't have the time or energy to do that. I'd rather read a book and then just, you know, get on when it's time. And then that's my choice. So I think don't, I I keep saying this thing about don't self-select your way out of it. It was a theme in Alex's book. And I'd never heard him say that, but um, you know, when he wrote it, it's been so powerful to me and a really like just something that's so inspirational like, don't, don't take yourself out of the fight. Don't think that you can't make a difference because you really can. And in, in, in ways big and small, but, and we know as parents, we tell our kids, we got to start with the small stuff first and you can't move on to something else until you do those little things. And, um, I'm going to tell you a funny story. This is real quick. A friend of mine, her daughter 16, and she was going to get a job. And I was like, well, she's on a job. And she goes, well, the only jobs she can get are like, you know, jobs that 16 year olds get. And she doesn't want to do that because she wants to make a difference. And I just like literally laughed out loud because I think that's so funny. I mean, it's great. Yeah. But you know, like life is, no one starts there, like making no. a difference. How about you just go get a job and learn some skills and learn how to work with people yeah. and learn how to like navigate in this place. that's not home and it's not school and it's not your friend group. And you know, you do this, but it, it's funny, but it's also so true of like people just, you know, want to start out doing like the big things. And I think, you know, a lot of our children see that, but you got to start with the small stuff. Everyone does and everything. So no matter where you are, you can start and you're going to learn skills in that place that you're going to be able to take forward and make a difference in so many places. I love that. I mean, I really don't, I don't think there's a, a better message to end that portion of the conversation on because I think I, I think that people underestimate their value so often. And and, yep. and when you talked about Alex, I, I I didn't read the book. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Alex. Okay. I love you. But, okay. but I love that idea. It kind of gave me chills a little bit because I mean, I guess it would have been easy, easier, much easier, right, for Alex to have thought, well, I I'm not going to change anything. I don't want to stand up, speak out. You know, I'm just, you know, one guy in uh, this administration. But he d- he didn't obviously, and he he knew knew he had individual power, just like you have individual power, and just like I do. Even though we might not be, like you said at the top, kind of like in that ecosystem, we're not mm-hmm. establishment, blah blah blah. But but everyone is looking for something 
different, something that feels genuine to them out there, something that mm -hmm. resonates with them. And maybe that's your voice. Maybe it's mine. Certainly Alex's, yours and Alex's resonated with me, but no one should ever take themselves out of that equation. I agree. And the more of us that do that, um, the better off we'll all be because then together we are stronger, stronger together. Someone said that once. I can't remember. I'm just kidding. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So I think that's a great message to end the meat of this conversation, and mm -hmm. I know you have to go. So I'm going to be very quick with my rapid fire round. Okay, round I'll try to be quick with my answers. Okay. Okay, so this has become my favorite portion of every conversation because it's very revealing sometimes. Um, I don't ask, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like I found out a lot of people that I don't love. I mean, a lot of people I love don't, I don't love that they put ketchup on eggs, but we're, we're going to, I digress. <laughs> Y'all, that's an abomination. And I'm not even going to ask you, Rachel, because I love you and I don't want to know. So. I don't, I don't. Okay, thank God. Salsa, but no, no ketchup. Whew. Okay, salsa, hot sauce, all good. Ketchup, mm -hmm. no. Ketchup, no. Um, okay, so the first question is a food question. Are you, because I feel like people are one or the other. Are you a sweets person or a savory person? I think a savory person, but uh, as we know, sugar is addictive. And as I've gotten older, I think I have more of a sweet tooth. So I really have to control that. Mm. And what's your, what, if you were to go to any confection, what would it be? Um, I like to bake goods and mm. uh, also chocolate. But uh, so speaking of weight and issues, this is again, not going to the rapid fire. I've lost like 35 pounds this year from Woo! just like eating healthy and um, moving a lot. Uh, so like also some stress, not going to lie with the move. It was pretty stressful, but um, you know, because we moved to South Florida, there was just, you know, a lot more walking the dogs, a lot more pleasant and just, you know, just moving. That's awesome. But um, yeah, I have to say, I've seen pictures of Ron DeSantis and Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who are both rumored to use like the weight loss drugs. And I'm just going to say they look fabulous. So that this is a place I can just agree, like <laughs> do something that makes you feel good about yourself and yeah. do what you got to do. Yeah. But I think they look good. I wish they use their powers for good and not evil, both of them. Oh yeah. That would be nice. But that would also be like uh, flipping. Like maybe if they feel better about themselves, they'll be nicer to others. I don't know. It can't hurt. Right. I mean, Sarah Sanders' brother killed a dog, but maybe, yeah, yeah, um, it's yeah, possible. I mean, <laughs> yes, anything's possible. But you look amazing, and congratulations on that, by the oh, way. Thank you. It is all. It's all about um, both how you feel about yourself and and being healthy, which is super important. Because yeah, so I just have to really limit my access to sweets because yeah. I kind of have no control. Yeah, I had to. Mm -hmm. So I had to rule out 
most of the like simple carbs. I took away mm -hmm. bread and rice and pasta and I hate it because yeah. those are my favorite foods. There was definitely mm -hmm. my weakness, mm -hmm. but I try Same. to limit them as much as possible. And when you do I that, I think that the sugar cravings do go down. Like this yeah. is, Agreed. I, I, was, I was skeptical, but it, it is true for me, I must say. Yeah, agree, totally. Okay, quickly. Um, Okay, oh, this one. And I don't know how you're gonna answer it fast, but you could just give me a one word answer. If you could okay. be invisible or read minds for one day, which would you choose? Probably invisible. Yeah, I don't want to know what people are thinking. <laughs> right? I feel like knowing what people are thinking when you're not invisible. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although when you're mm -hmm. invisible, maybe they'll talk about you and that might not be fun. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that is something that entered my mind, but it's still, it's still better than like yeah. being constantly confronted with people's thoughts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't want to say that I would like use my invisible powers to trespass into people's houses, but like, mm -hmm. I would. I'm a snooper. <laughs> Just going to say it. I am. Like I'm in Jill Biden's like bathroom. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I would like use it to go and, play, and find out about people who maybe don't even know me at all, but just be like, so is this real or not? And I just want to like go and listen and see, but I don't want to hear their thought. Yeah, like, so. good, good idea. Yeah, like I want to go see if Chrissy Teigen and John Legend actually eat babies. I'm kidding. <laughs> like, I, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the q and All will be revealed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the last question is this simple. Okay. You and I both love Disney. What mm -hmm. is your favorite Disney World rider attraction? Soren at Epcot. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. That is tough to beat. That is a very good one. I'm the only one in my family. I mean, they like it, but I'm, I I actually love it. Guardians of the Galaxy, the new roller coaster is nice. Mm. Um, it is really, really nice. And I had the opportunity to do it three times last time we were there um, in December. But uh, Soren is just, it's a perennial favorite for me, so... It is, you know, and I, I guess I'd put that in my top two, but I'm weird. I'm so sentimental about Dumbo that I still put, even though they okay. changed it. Yeah. Even yeah, though they, they changed did. it. It's not the ride we grew up with. I love what they did with the write-up, but I, I, I get, I'm such a sap. You might know this about me. I cry very easily. And I cry every time I go on Dumbo with my kids because um, my dad went on it with me and it feels like my dad is there somehow. So I love it. Totally I mean, I, you know, I think it's okay to be a sap in that way yeah. because you have something that was so meaningful to you and, and that power, I mean, you know, I, the saying is true. Like it hurts when you lose someone because that's the price of loving someone and it's, it's cheesy. It's like something that would be on a pillow or something that would buy a Hobby Lobby, but that was made in China, but it's also really true and powerful. It's like that, that is the price. And and yeah. I mean, when we think about the price we would pay for things, that's a price that I'm willing to pay. So mm -hmm. me too. Um, yeah. I love that. I love what it. a beautiful message to leave this on. Well, Rachel, um, what do you got going on? Anything coming up? Exciting? You want anything? You want? Uh, I'm going to record my podcast and then we're going to finish <laughs> out our last couple of days in uh, Breckenridge. And then I'm going to go back and uh, get back to it. We're hosting our, our, um, Jewish Community Center in uh, the Fort Lauderdale area is hosting the Maccabi Games, which is like the Jewish Olympics for young people. And um, we're going to be hosting a big group and we have some friends visiting. So I have a very busy uh, few weeks before school starts and I am looking forward to all of it. So it's got nice to refresh and recharge and then go back and awesome. get back to real life. Yeah. And your podcast is The Suburban Women Problem. Yes. Um, and it's mm -hmm. weekly, right? Every week. Yes. So this is our last episode. Then we're going to do take a little break with some uh, interesting episodes in uh, August, which I don't know, maybe you're a part of that. I don't know. And then um, we'll be back 
I guess in September, but awesome. um, this is our, our last regular episode of this season. Awesome. And you're on your, you just had your hundredth, right? So you're on your, is- we did. Yeah. yeah. So this is like the third season and we just awesome. celebrated our hundredth episode. And I don't really know like how that, how the seasons work. I'm not quite sure. They don't tell yeah. me those things. I just show up. <laughs> so, well, it's awesome. It's an awesome podcast. You are an incredible person. I told you at the top of this, that I am honestly, like I do pinch myself a lot, not like literally, cause that would be weird, but, um, <laughs> but that, that I, that I have the, the great fortune of having you in my life and my children's mm-hmm. lives. And that means everything to me. So, well, in all sincerity, I am so glad that we are friends and I love that you are my friend and that I can proudly say you are, um, a good friend, a loyal friend, a true friend. And, um, that's, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if people wonder and, uh, with all the stuff that's out there about whether someone, you know, is just in it for themselves or what they are. And I know that's not the case with you. And I would testify to that, um, <laughs> any, any time I needed to, because, um, it's, I, I know it to be very true. And again, online people are only seeing someone in just a really one dimensional way. And that's not fair, uh, but it's, it's reality. I mean, that's how it is, but, uh, I can, I can just say that that's not the case for you. And I'm, I'm so glad that we're friends and thanks for having me on. This thanks is fun. Thanks for being on and tell All right. say hi to Alex and everybody for me. Okay. All, right. Will do. All right. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining me. And if you are listening to the, are you effing kidding me podcast, make sure to subscribe and leave a five-star review. And if you're watching on YouTube, please like, and subscribe below. Are You Effing Kidding Me? is a production of the Political Voices Network. Please visit us at politicalvoicesnetwork.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.